ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I have Stacy Lochran here with me, um, an author of a brand new book. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're specifically going to talk a little bit about your new book today. Yeah, my new book is called Praying Over Your Homeschool, The Power of a Parent's Prayers. And I guess it just came out of a need for myself to remember that prayer should be my first go-to. Um, I, I think when, when you're raised in a Christian home and you're saved from a young age and you go through Christian education and church, you know, all the right things, you know, that you should start with prayer and Bible reading. Um, but that's easier said than done a lot of times. And Mm -hmm. when I think it's often our our last resort, like I'm going to try everything else. And then when it all else fails, oh yeah, there's prayer. Yes, exactly. And I found myself doing that where, you know, oh, this child is so disobedient or this child is never going to learn this subject and going to Google and all these things. And that's not bad, but prayer was just my last resort. Um, Hmm. And I was really convicted that, you know, while I know that prayer changes things, it was almost as if I wasn't believing it. And so the book really was written more for myself as a reminder of the promises that come about with prayer and and that that should be the first thing I go to. And so that was really Mm -hmm. my heart behind it, just to remind myself as a homeschool mom um, and mom of five children that prayer needs to be the first thing I go to. Yes. Well, you said you're a homeschool mom of five children. Do you want to share a little bit about you, your husband, your kids, how long you've been homeschooling? Give us a little information about the behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my husband, Joel, and I will be married 13 years this coming March. Um, So we're getting ready to celebrate our anniversary. And we have five children. Um, Gunner is 10. Jana is almost nine. Iris is seven. Rafe is four. And Sayla just turned one. And so four of the five are now in school in some way. Um, And Mm -hmm. I tutor at our homeschool co-op. So we are involved in that each week. And so we we stay really busy with five kids and church and co-op. I'm sure. um, (laughs) Yes, it's a very busy life, but I love it. Yes. So what grades does that put you having? We have fifth, third, first, K4, and then a little baby who is weeks away from learning how to walk. Well, maybe sometime I'll have you back on the podcast to share advice on homeschooling with toddlers. (laughs) Um, It's challenging. That in and of itself is a... (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other podcast, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It is. Oh, goodness. Well, so all that to say, you have a little bit of experience under your belt, probably good days, bad things, things you've done well, things you have not done well. We've experienced all of it. And that's what I saw in your book. Yes. And I love that because you were speaking from a position of 
you know, this, this is what has worked in my homeschooling. This is what hasn't worked. And this is how I've went to the Lord to help me in those areas. And I think that's why it was so timely for me. Um, I just have one that's officially in school. She's in first grade. The others just, you know, in whatever level join in with big sister. Um, but we've hit some bumps in the road and I've been, like you said, you know, you've tried Google podcast books, all these different things. And your book was such a good reminder to me to talk to the Lord because he created her. He created me. He, I, we feel like he has called us to this form of education. And so he wants to help me unlike anybody else. Right. And, you know, I, I think one thing that I was really convicted of as I've begun trying to make prayer my first go-to when things get get tough is to remember to pray with an expectant heart. Because like you said, the Lord, he did create these children. He formed them perfectly. And, you know, instead of, of praying, you know, Lord, please help my child's, um, their, their struggle in math or their struggle with lying or whatever, but not believing that he can do it. And I think a lot of times that, mm-hmm. that's how we pray, you know, with kind of like, well, I'll pray about it, but I better have everything else over here ready to go. And I really want to get to a point where I'm, I'm praying the same way that Elijah prayed fire down from heaven, where it was an expected mm-hmm. thing, you know? And yes. so it's, I'm praying, you know, Lord, thank you that you are going to be the one that gets my child over this hurdle, that gets my child reading fluently, you know, and, and not completely backing off and not doing any work with them at all, but having that expected spirit of the Lord is going to answer and bless this prayer. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that, that has been uh, challenging at times to pray like that. Um, But it's, it's just, it's, been so good for my own spiritual walk with the Lord at the same time. Yes. Well, I think one of my favorite quotes from your book was, I, I'm looking at it here. I think it's the se- second sentence that you wrote. I, I got sentence number two and already broke out the highlighter. You said, homeschooling is not just about academics. It's about nurturing the whole person and instilling in them a love for God and a desire to serve him. And prayer is a crucial component of this calling. I thought that was so good because I think when we talk about homeschooling, you know, there's often this inadequacy that we feel as homeschool moms. Like I I don't have a high enough level of education or, you know, I struggle to get along with my kids or how am I going to manage the toddler and the baby and the, you know, how it just can be overwhelming quickly. Um, But I loved your emphasis on prayer, on trusting the Lord, but really specifically about how it's so much more than the academic part that we are really partnering with God in these children that he's entrusted to us, developing their whole person. Right. And I think once you understand that homeschooling is so much more than the academics, there's a lot of freedom there. But at the same time, you really feel the the need to rely on your Savior at that point, because mm-hmm. we're not just raising up children so that they can get into a good school or get a good vocation. We're raising the future leaders of our country. And we're really, we're sending out arrows into the world. We're sending out lights and it's our job to cultivate that light while they're here in our home. And so it does go so much farther from just an academic standpoint. And, you know, my, 
and I don't even know where it's at in the book, but my verse, or I guess verses for this year, um, specifically with homeschooling is Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 10. And, you know, just talking about um, how we are to teach our children diligently and to um, teach them about the Lord when we're sitting by the way and when we're walking by the road and when we rise up and when we lie down. And that incorporates God into every single aspect of your life, homeschooling, motherhood, um, just really every area. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was so easy to, because you have the Bible class that you're doing with your kids and you have, okay, we're going to read the Bible or we're going to watch this little YouTube video or, you know, we're going to do on a WANA program. And prayer was always that thing that I struggled with teaching my kids how to do. You know, it's so easy to say, well, go memorize this first. And that's wonderful. Um, But like I said before, um, this book was really written for me to remind myself, not only should this be the first thing that I go to, but I need to be modeling it and then teaching it to my kids and teaching them how to pray so that they can experience a personal relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, I know in your book, you talked uh, quite a bit about how to get started with this, because I think prayer, we overcomplicate it, um, but it's also, you know, something that it just, like you said, because it's something that we tack on to the end, it's almost like this has not been my habit. So how do I jump into this? How do I cultivate this into my homeschooling? I know as I read this, I mean, I I pray about my motherhood. I pray about our home, but I don't know that the light bulb ever clicked that like, I need to talk to God about my homeschooling. Like not just in the major decision of should we homeschool or should we not homeschool? Or maybe even the smaller yet major decisions of what curriculum, but day in, day out, I've been asking the Lord. We have started actually since reading your book, we start our homeschool day with prayer. And I've been asking the Lord, enter into this homeschool day with us, be with us, show yourself to us as we homeschool. Um, and so that's just something that I gleaned, but do you want to share a little bit, kind of some of the advice that you give on if, if you're not doing this, how do you get started? How do you enter into this? Right. For me, it begins with just making a prayer to God. This is the first thing before I get out of bed, you know, b- before my day starts trying to ground myself in the truth of God's word. And reaching out and just saying, Lord, I need you today because I know Satan is going to attack and my flesh is going to be weak. So first thing before I get out of bed, Lord, please help me to be the kind of mother that you have called me to be. Um, Give me wisdom and discernment and patience. And so I'll pray for all those things. Um, And then another thing that we have started doing when we really see that a child is struggling with something is to stop what we're doing. And instead of just praying for that child, praying with that child, you know, getting down on our, on our knees on the floor alongside that child and praying again, modeling what that looks like and then encouraging them to pour out their heart to God. And so um, we, that has been some of the most precious moments 
you know, that we've experienced as parents when we see a child that is struggling with either character formation or something with school or friends and just stopping and saying, we're going to pray about this. That's how important you are. We're going to go, go alone and be private. Just the two or three of us, you know, and we're, mm-hmm. we're going to pray about this. Um, and so that's really how we've gotten started with it. And I love what you said about just starting the homeschool day with prayer. And I think that is such a blessing when we do that, when we invite the Lord into the homeschool that he really has called us to, you know, and, and making him a part of it is so important. I love that you mentioned too, praying with your child. And then you said earlier too, having that expectancy, looking for God to answer. I think that is so good in teaching our kids. You know, I know there's, there's been a couple times where we've done that with my oldest and when the Lord came through and answered, it was so much more powerful in her life than if, you know, mommy and daddy would have just, you know, kept on at her or something else, some other approach to overcoming whatever the obstacle was in her life. Right. Yeah. I think it really shows them that Jesus is real and he wants a relationship with them. And that's a Mm -hmm. difficult concept for young children when they can't see him, you know, and it's, it's a very abstract thought. And I think when, when you can teach them, you can talk to God the same way that you're talking to mommy and daddy right now. And he hears you and he listens and he loves you. He loves you more than we do. And so being able to show them prayer doesn't have to be big flowery words and it doesn't have to be saying the same thing over and over again. Although that can be good when you're teaching littles how to pray. Um, But that really he, he is your Abba father and that he wants to have a close relationship with you because you are his child. Well, you transition kind of into several different parts about um, praying for specific things. So you say pray for your children's education, um, praying for yourself as the homeschooling parent, and then praying for c- your community. Do you mind to kind of walk through some of those different specific things um, in each of those categories? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so praying for your child's academics, um, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, If you don't have to be homeschooling for very long before you realize that there's a lot of sanctification that goes into homeschooling a child. So motherhood itself Uh, is so sanctifying, more than I ever thought. Homeschooling adds just a whole nother level. (laughs) Correct. And, you know, with four children we're homeschooling, I have, I feel experienced almost everything. I have had children who are eager to learn and they're the ones constantly saying, no, mommy, I want to do more. And I've had the opposite where it has been fighting tooth and nail and just thinking this child will never learn how to read. They will never be able to be out in society. (laughs) Um, and, and yet, you know, my, my one that I just, I, fought for so long to get this child to read and just thinking this child is never going to get it. And, you know, sure enough at age nine, all of a sudden something just clicked Mm -hmm. and, you know, the probably four years of tears and frustration and fighting, you know, and all of a sudden this child's just 
reading and taking books everywhere and reading above grade level. Congrats, um, Mama. <laughs> Thank you. Now I have another one that I'm going through. Although this time it's a lot easier because I've I've been through yes, it. The feeling know, of hopelessness okay, is not quite so it, deep. It will click. Correct. So again, just praying for your child with their academics. Um and and just trusting the Lord that He will give us wisdom and knowing how to teach our children. They're also different in how, how they learn. He will give us discernment on if we need to reach out for outside help or if this child maybe has a problem with being lazy, mm-hmm. you know, and we need that discernment sometimes. Yes. Is there something we need to reach out for, for help? Or do we need to work on our child's character mm-hmm. and then and then go from there? Um and then praying for yourself as a homeschool mom, I think so often we can forget to pray for ourselves. It almost feels like I'm putting too much emphasis on me. I need to be focused on everyone else. But, you know, again, God is our father and he cares for us and he loves us. He gave us these children and he called us to homeschooling and we can't do it without him. And so, you know, again, just praying for, you know, Lord, give me patience, give me understanding, help me to shine your light and your love to my children throughout this day. Um, And so I, I think that's a very important aspect of homeschooling successfully is knowing we need to rely on Christ. And when we do, the power of Christ is going to shine through us. Um, And then finally, the, the last part of praying for your homeschool community, I am so thankful for my friends at homeschool. I'm so thankful for the co-op that we're part of. And it's such a blessing to be able to have like-minded friends who know what is going on, who understand the struggle sometimes and the excitement and the joy and just all of the emotions Mm -hmm. that go along with homeschooling. And, you know, I, I have a friend who I... I share my struggles with her and she's shared with me. And at random times throughout the day, I'll get a text from her that says, I just want to let you know, I just prayed for you and your child. And those always come at such the most amazing time. Um, just last weekend, my uh, I got a text from her on a Saturday and she said, I just want to let you know, I stopped to pray for you and your family. And I said, thank you so much. I honestly have felt those prayers. My husband's out of town for the weekend and we have had an amazing day. And I know it's because you've been praying for me. And so that is so encouraging and really being able to lift each other up in prayer, whether you homeschool or not. You know, I think it's important for mothers to do with each other, to reach out to a friend and say, I want you to know I'm praying. I might not know specifics, but you were on my heart. So I stopped to say a prayer for you. Yes, that is so good. I know just something specifically the Lord kind of spoke to my heart about as I was reading through these different areas to pray about Um, in praying for the kids' education and especially the academics. So I, I love researching homeschool curriculum. It's just kind of a weird 
hobby, I guess, of mine. I'm right there with you. <laughs> There's just so much out there. And my husband is so thankful that it's never worked out for me to go to a homeschool convention. Um, Cause I'd probably have to get a loan to like come home. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much out there. And while that is amazing and I am thankful for all of the options, I think that can also um, be a hurdle that we have to get over because we can feel um, just overwhelmed with the decision of, am I making the right decision? Uh, you know, there's, there's this and that, and not only is there all these beautiful books to choose from, but there's all these different approaches and learning styles and, Trying to navigate through all of that can be very difficult. So as I was reading this and I came to the part about academics, um, you know, I, I started thinking about that. Am I making the right choices? What if I make the wrong choices? I could mess, you know, my kids up forever. You know, just the snowball that comes with that. Um, and I was challenged in my thought path to stop and pray. And so I've been doing that even more concentrated over the past probably week or two since reading your book. Um, so I've been really bringing that to the Lord. Like, I I only know so much. I only uh, can accomplish so much. I'm only exposed to so much. I only have so many resources. Um, so what do you see as priority? And I really think I've been challenged to get to know the hearts of my kids, get to know my kids better, get to be a student of them. You know, being a student of them immediately eliminates some things. I know that my oldest is a very kinesthetic learner. She wants to move. She doesn't want to sit and do textbooks all day. So that helps. Um, but also bringing in that that aspect of, of prayer and of bringing the Lord into that and asking for his wisdom, that then transition to my prayers have been very focused on my children. And I like that you brought that out. Like I felt like I was wasting time praying for me. Like I just needed to give my prayer time to them. But then I realized I'm the one that is asking for wisdom. And you put in your book, James 5, 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I need my prayers to avail much. And so the Lord challenged me with praying for myself. You know, I, Simeon's obviously, my husband's involved in this, but most of the research end is mine. Um, and the Lord really just brought to my mind and to my heart, I need to be investing in my relationship with him. I need to be making that a priority. I need to be praying and communing with him so that I have that wisdom to then trickle that down and make that impact on my children and all the different decisions that comes with having children, but especially in their academics. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have been to homeschool conventions, um, probably unfortunately (laughs) for the budget and the, uh, fear of missing out is very real. <laughs> yeah, do not doubting homeschool conventions. If you have the opportunity to go, go. <laughs> Just be warned. Yes. And, you know, like you said, when, you're, when you become a student of your child, it really helps with saying, okay, as amazing as this this curriculum might look for me, it's not going to be a good fit for them. And I, in some ways I've learned that the hard way. Uh, there has been a lot of times where I've seen the bright, shiny books and said, we're going to do this. And within a couple of weeks, I just realized I don't have the time to add this in or, which is usually what happens, you know, kind of that your eyes are bigger than your stomach type thing, or Mm -hmm. um, it's something that just isn't a good fit for my child and the way that they learn. 
I have kids that love worksheets and I have kids that would rather do anything else than do a worksheet. And so finding that balance and what works, um, but definitely praying about the curriculum we use has really helped in the last, um, well, we've been homeschooling since 2016 um, and we, we are classical homeschoolers. And so we use classical conversations and, you know, there have been times where I look at the things from Charlotte Mason or Montessori, you know, or even unschooling. And I think, oh, that sounds so exciting. The grass is always greener. Right. And, and then we try it. And I realized very quickly, we're just classical homeschoolers. It's what works well for my children. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even if I feel like I probably would have been more of a Charlotte Mason if I was being homeschooled as a student, um, that is just not what my children enjoy. And so we try to pick, you know, here and there and, and add things in where we can to you know, make mom happy, but they do so Mm -hmm. well with the classical approach. And I find it very easy to teach them in that way. And so, but again, you know, when those homeschool conventions come up and I just have to remind myself, okay, we're doing good. The Lord has called us to the, the curriculum that we're using. They're they're not mm-hmm. missing out on anything. Um, I will say there's a lot of walking around the convention with a pile of books in my hands and then putting them all back before I buy them. <laughs> Very similar to when you're yes. going to be like online shopping, right? <laughs> you add it to the cart, yes. but don't check out. Um, that is definitely me. Um, but yeah, being able to just be a student of your child and ask the Lord, show me who this child is. Give me understanding so that I can understand them and I can teach them in a way that they're going to be able to not only understand the material, but thrive, you know? And Mm -hmm. well, and that is a beauty of homeschooling. I think it's just that you have the freedom to do that, to make adjustments if needed, to lean in more. Um, I know just a practical thing that illustration, I guess, of prayer in homeschooling in my life recently. So my kid, my, my oldest loves to color. She's the one that's in first grade. She would color all day long, but my son, he joins in on like our official little lesson, which isn't long. I mean, he's, he's able to do it even though he's four. Um, he just has to listen, but I give him a coloring sheet to do while we're reading the lesson that has not worked at all. He hates to color. He doesn't even want to pick up the crayon. I mean, it, and it's promoted I have like a difficulty in reading the lesson because he doesn't want to listen. He wants to talk because he's bored. And then I'm trying to read. And it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. Until I've hit this point with my husband. And I'm like, nobody listens. Nobody's getting anything. You know, it's just awful. I read your books. I read this about praying. I've been praying through this, praying through this. And the other morning, and I don't want to say this like a follow your heart message, but the Lord has helped me understand that when I am day in, day out, moment by moment, even communicating with him, seeking his wisdom, he gives that mom intuition. He gives these heart promptings. So we sat down to do school. I pulled out my son's coloring sheet and I thought, oh, here we go. Coloring sheet. And it was just this little nudge in my head like, why don't you let him play magnetiles instead? 
tell him he has to listen. But as long as he's listening and playing quietly, he can do that instead of sitting there coloring. Would you know that he listened to the whole lesson? It was so smooth. He could even tell daddy at dinner time what he learned about. But just that practical example of there wasn't an audible voice from heaven that said, do magnetiles instead of the coloring sheet. But the Lord guided my heart. The Lord guided my thoughts as I had invested prayer time into my homeschooling. And that was just, I mean, it's a silly, simple example, but it was a real life in my life, in my moment of need, God stepped in and answered a prayer for me. No, I I don't think that's silly at all. I love when we see that happen and we see God work in that way. You know, it's funny. And maybe it's a boy thing um, because my oldest son, he hated coloring. Uh, Even as a young child, you know, age two, three, he would actually, in the church nursery, if they handed him a crayon, he would burst into tears. He hated coloring so much. And that continued when we started school with him around age four. So getting him to do any kind of worksheets was just not going to happen. Um, And, you know, again, at age five, and then somewhere around maybe five or six, he developed an interest in germs because he got sick and watched the Curious George episode about germs. And so that sparked an interest. And all of a sudden he wanted to draw germs and bacteria. And that, that's what, like that, that was the nudge he needed to pick up a crayon. Uh Um, and now he's, so taped all over your refrigerator, you had pictures of germs and bacteria that his his beautiful artwork for about two years. Proudly displaying this coloring sheet. Yes, it was all over the house. Um, <laughs> but, you know, now he he's so good at art, and he wants to be an artist when he grows up. He's constantly drawing, and he just blows us away with the intricate details that he draws. Um, and so it's been really interesting to see that. Um, but I, I love what you said about just feeling that nudge to let your child do something different, you know, where you see the, the coloring page is frustrating both of us. And that's the last thing we need is to be frustrated while trying to teach our children. Because at that point, we're not being good teachers and they're not being good students. You know, there's really no learning going on when you have that wall of frustration and, you know, to, to think to yourself, okay, I know this child loves to build or loves to um, create in other ways. And so to give your child magnetiles or Play-Doh or Lincoln Logs and and watch how that can change the whole course of your day, you know, that that little mm-hmm. – that, that one change for those 15 minutes probably set your yes. day on a completely different mm-hmm. course than it was going down. Yes. Well, I love that. And this has just, it's been so helpful to me. Um, just really, and I think sometimes with homeschooling, you know, it, if you're already doing it, you have your tough days. Just what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Self-doubt creeps in often. If you're not doing it, but you've thought about doing it, I mean, you might have some of these hurdles of, you know, I, 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 I'm not enough. I can't do enough. And you know what? The reality is we're not enough and we never will be. We will always have insufficiencies, but Christ is enough. And he wants to enter into this with us. And that really just the overarching message of your book is don't 
do it alone. Because when I try to do it alone, it is frustration. It is difficulty. It is, you know, we just hit that wall again and again. But the reminder to bring Christ into that, how much that, like you said, it not only changes the moment, but it changes the entire course of the day. Right. And, you know, I I think one of the, uh, one of the worst things that we have bought in from our culture is that we are enough. And that has infiltrated the church so heavily. And we are nothing on our own. We, we are not Mm -hmm. enough. We never will be, but Christ is. And, you know, he's, he's called us to this, but we can't do it without him. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, we're, we're so, we're so inundated from the culture of you are enough and you're, you know, mom strong and all this, you know, and that's, that's very good in some ways until we forget that, no, we're only enough when we have Christ and his power working through us. And that is what is going to accomplish what I would think the majority of us hope to accomplish in our homeschooling with our children. We want to raise competent adults that will stand for Christ in a wicked world. And I can't do that. You can't do that. Only Christ can do that. But he, do, he does it through us, which is amazing to me that he will use me in my weakness, in my sufficiencies, in my days that I feel like, well, we accomplished absolutely nothing. And if we did, it was just negative things, you know, but the Lord comes in and he just, he keeps us on track and he, he guides our home, guides our families, guides our homeschooling. And the responsibility that we have though, to, to pray, to bring this before him. Absolutely. I am so thankful that he's given us the opportunity to raise children to that he's called us to be a mother to our specific children there is no one else who can parent your child better better than you can and there's no one else that can teach them better than you can especially teaching them things about his word and how to be a strong a strong committed christian in such a wicked world and you know like like um like Mordecai said to Esther, you know, you're here for such a time as this. And, and that is really where we are at as homeschool mothers and as, as Christian mothers, we are here for such a time as this. And it is to raise up a godly generation who is going to set this country and this world on fire for God. And, and that is really my, my prayer behind homeschooling. You know, of course, I want my children to succeed with math and science and history, and I want them to know all the things. I, I want people to look at them and say, wow, you're successful, right? Um, but if that's my only focus, then I have failed them. Like my focus needs to be the kingdom of heaven, that I need to have mm-hmm. a kingdom mindset and work on cultivating a love for the father and being able to teach them how to own their faith, to know what they believe and why they believe it. And, you know, if I can get my children to that, but maybe they have to retake um, sixth grade math twice, then so be it, right? Like we will work through the math. We will work through the reading, but what I want most of all is for my children to know what they believe and to be able to share that with others with a strong conviction. Yes. Well, that is wonderful. Stacy. this has been so helpful, your book to me personally, and I loved being able to have you on the podcast to give a little glimpse into your heart behind it 
and, you know, sneak peek into some of the different things that it addresses. But do you mind to share with the listeners where they can find this? Yes. So, um, Praying Over Your Homeschool and Joy in the Chaos are both available on Amazon. They okay. are uh, both available in ebook format or in paperback. Okay. I'll be sure to link that down in the comments and just give a plug here at the end for your other books. So, Joy in the Chaos. Okay. Just give us a little preview of what that's about. So, yes. it's really good, too. <laughs> Thank you. So, I wrote Join the Chaos uh, in the fall of 2020, and it came about because, obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic was going on, and schools closed for two weeks, which turned into two more weeks, which turned into six <laughs> weeks, and, you know, pretty soon, I had a lot of friends sending me text messages and emails saying, I don't know where to get started or, you know, my, I was going to send my child in for first grade, but maybe I should just keep them home now. And so joining the chaos is really just kind of a how to with getting started with homeschooling. So going over schedules and curriculum choices and just all kinds of things. Um, It's also set up where you could read it as a devotional each day. So you could read one one chapter a day and do it that way. Or you can turn to whatever you're you're having a struggle with and say, okay, I'm just going to read this chapter. Um, and then uh, I also interviewed a lot of homeschool friends for it. And I asked them to share some of the things that they have learned or have struggled with and just to be open and honest with what homeschooling looks like. Um, And so that was so much fun to be able to talk with them about their different um, journey through homeschooling. And, And they really give a lot of good advice at the same time. Great. Well, both of these are amazing resources. I think every homeschooling parent needs to read them. They're so helpful. Um, So thank you for coming. I'll link all that in the comments where they can find you and find your books. Um, But it's been such a blessing to have you join me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. It has. I always love talking about homeschool. It's one of my favorite topics. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman He's called you to be. Thanks for listening.